0: Welcome to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Dumb. We, we got to get both good speak, guys
1: in for this show. So, Jericho Burrow, how's it going, man? Doing well. Yeah, you need, uh, need all hands on deck. This is going to be a busy stretch out of the All Star right here. So, 20 in a row. 20, yeah, right? I, I, It's even worse
0: for us because we've been spoiled. And I feel like we haven't <laughs> gone like more than... 10 games is like the absolute max without an off day. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I uh this is I, I don't know if it's a lack of foresight or or whatever it is, but it's uh it's an interesting schedule and I know a lot of teams are dealing with this uh headed into the break, but yeah, I mean how, how often have we heard about like you know, resting pitchers and and giving guys breaks here and there cuz because they're coming off a short season, and and now you got this to contend with, and I don't know. I guess it'd be interesting to see if this is a point in the season that they had been preparing for, it with some, you know, maybe shorter workloads or whatever it was uh, leading into this stretch. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Next, we got 18 left. Yeah, yeah, and that's a perfect transition to what I
0: wanted to talk about here. In this first segment, Gerard. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's almost <laughs> like we talked about this for about five seconds before we started recording. But I want to talk about Shelton's bullpen management, or just actually, let's just expand it to pitcher management, and whatever right. it comes to workloads and strategies, and all this good stuff. Because every time I feel like I start to get a little bit of a beat on how he's going to use his bullpen he goes and changes something up on us
1: <laughs> right um well he did warn us many 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 times that he is anti-label uh in in the bullpen so uh he we should have been prepared for chaos and chaos reigns here now um <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think beyond uh, saying that Rich Rodriguez is the closer, which is which is still words. I maybe someone might have gotten him to like actually say the words. Rich Rodriguez is a closer once, but uh, outside of that, yeah, no. Uh, Role wise and stuff like that, it is it is wide open. Yeah, and uh, so that's we're not getting any messaging on how guys used, so we're we're left to sort of uh, base it off what's happening. You know what we've seen. Yeah, and what we've seen of late, or
0: I guess I should say, before this last series against the White Sox, what we had seen of late were a lot of quick hooks
1: right. for the starting
0: pitchers, and it was J.T. Brubaker being pulled with two outs in the seventh, not being afforded that opportunity to try to get out of the inning because he liked the matchup of Chase and Shreve versus uh, Naylor left on left okay you can see that but brubaker was in such an absolute groove that, right. that that was a very tough pull chase de young in washington was pulled after four innings after he got out of the big inning uh in the bottom of the fourth there and then after kind of getting out of a little bit of a jam in the fourth shelton goes back to him in the fifth and he can't get out of the jam
1: right and, and uh, it ends up costing him the game yeah, uh, that 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 hit was deciding in, in the game on Wednesday, and and uh, even go back to Milwaukee, Will Crow. I understand he's yep. a rookie, but fifteen in a row, and you know you're gone. Now it it's stuff we've talked about before. where like the, the reasoning there was that the ten pitch at bat that he had with Tim Lopes, a pinch hitter out of Milwaukee, took so much out of him that he was just done. But he was at he was at eighty two pitches and. David Bednar had already been warming up, so you already knew there wasn't going to be a lot of runway there anyhow. Um, and so the, it's important to point out right off the bat that none of these are are the same issue, right? And and mm-hmm. what we've been told every time is the matchup. The matchup that we wanted is the one we got, and it just didn't work. Um, and in the first two months, there were there's a lot of reason to trust the bullpen based on what they did in those first two months.
0: Yeah, and I get
1: that. I get that. But
0: here's my thing with the matchup aspect of it, and this applies more to Brew Baker than any other starter that we just mentioned there. I have no delusions that Chase DeYoung Young is going to be, you know, <laughs> part of the 2024 Pittsburgh Pirates starting rotation, or Tyler Anderson, or maybe not even Will Crow. But just probably not Will Crow just this long list of like who Brubaker is the type of guy that if the pitch count was up or if there was, you know, a different circumstance, whatever, but in that particular circumstance, no, he's got to finish that inning. You cannot play for the matchup. Jason Shreve is not part of this team long-term this team. What, what, this whole year is about just trying to get better, about giving people opportunities to try to get themselves better to make an impact. So that a couple years from now, whenever it's the seventh inning, JT Brubaker as a running runner on second base is like, he's done this before. He can do this. There isn't that moment
1: right, right.
0: there. And, that, and that's kind of the what I get. This team shouldn't be managed for the sole purpose of trying to win ball games right now. You can't do that with this ball club because it's going to be detrimental for years in the future. And this organization is very clearly telegraphing. We are building towards something. This is not the final product. So don't treat it like it is.
1: Right. And it, and it makes April, like way back, like Luis Oviedo getting blown up by the Padres in April. And what was the messaging there? Young guy, we've got to let him take his punches, see, if, see what he can do, see what he can do, yeah. to get out of it. Right. And that's a guy that you know. Then he didn't appear for two weeks after that. <laughs> but you know, it, it's you're right. It's we got angry, Alex, this week for good reason. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, especially about a guy, uh, not a guy like Brew Baker, Brew Baker, because yeah. beyond Brew Baker, Hayes and Reynolds, uh, you know, what there isn't a ton of this roster that's even likely to be there in, in a couple years. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, when it pertains to uh, how it pertains to Brubaker absolutely um and it's there's a little bit of of a weird thing with this right because you want the game to dictate how things are going to go but you know the information they're working with starts on a spreadsheet somewhere and it gets dissected through scouts and coaches and you know front office and all that and there's meetings and meetings and meetings to to determine this stuff and and especially you know This weekend, they're facing teams they don't see very often. They're not going to see the Indians again. They got two more against the White Sox. Like, that's it's not going to be a common thing. So, the information they're working with is is dense, to say the least. So, there is a time where the game has to dictate the decision a little more than that information. Yeah.
0: And I think that's something Shelton's going to definitely have to learn to manage better. Yeah, and, and- as, as this goes on, and I, I will give Derek <sighs> Shelton credit for this because I, I know there's been a lot of criticism of him as a manager in general. Uh, I obviously, whenever there's something I don't really agree or strongly disagree with, I'll say it. He is very open that he knows he's not, you know, the best manager he could be right now, and this is a learning process for him too. And I think that humility and openness will go a long way for him in that growing as a manager. Stuff like this is definitely stuff that you have to circle back to. And, you know, what am I really trying to do here? Am I trying to win, you know, as many games so this team finishes with 65 wins instead of 60? Or am I doing it so these guys could actually be the best players that they can be at the end of the year?
1: Great. And, you know, um, on top of, like, not playing to win games, when it continues to not work, you don't even have the, 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 you can't even say that you were playing a win, you know, like you gotta, gotta just, you know, it, it's back to the drawing board. Um, and, and, but what you're saying is, is true as well, because what, what I've noticed here, and you know, we've, I've, I was in Milwaukee, you were in DC, and, and we were both there the last couple of times this has happened with Drew Breaker and, and today with young He knows this is in the zeitgeist. He knows people are talking about this. He knows it, that this is a, a point of criticism for him. I mean, it's tough for him not to we ask about him we ask, yeah we ask him about it a, a couple times a day every day but he knows and and today he opened up a little bit more and he and he got a little bit deeper into the plan it wasn't you know oh a 10 pitch at bat took something out of him. you know that that's a little suspicious when you already have David Bednar or Orman. Um, and but today uh, I'm sorry Wednesday he he was open a little bit. He got into, he said, we don't know what the White Sox are going to have on the, on the bench there with, with Mercedes. We wanted um, Grandal from, from one side or the other. And, yeah. And, and De young got the extra batter. Uh, you know, it's, it, there's a, I think in that situation, there's a little bit of, of the game dictating that decision because De young know, led a couple guys on to start. Then he got back-to-back strikeouts of the three and four hitters. there. There's uh, it?" Was, Abreu and Lamb. Uh, not, not a Lamb. Uh, who batted second? Jake Lamb. No, Lamb was batting cleanup, wasn't he? Yeah, and then Grindel had the big hit. He was batting. Yeah. Fifth. So who hit? Who hit in front of Abreu? Because he struck out Abreu and the guy in front of Abreu? Uh,
0: this isn't important. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Johan Mancada. It, it was someone good. Yeah, it was Mancada. It was Mancada. Yes. Okay. It was he struck out two very good hitters, and I think that got him a little more leash. But you know, so that's good games dictating the, uh, the, the decision but then he gives up the hit to land okay maybe you reevaluate after that you know it's so it's it's the game dictating decisions and uh, yeah like you said find who's important and drill them you know not drill them in the, in the beanball sense not I mean drill is it let them practice something
0: repeatedly Hey, we're gonna take a break we're gonna be back in a little bit and yeah we, we... I've con- convinced Gerard to talk a little bit more about this of stuff. And we are back to the podcast to be named later. Gerard and Alex here. Gerard, we have both covered this. Well, we've both written plenty of stories of it, but we got, I even did a little bit of the podcast on this last week, but now that we actually see what Major League Baseball's plan is for, you know, moderating, moderating pitchers, it's dumb. It's really stupid. And here we are <laughs> once again discussing this horrible topic that major league baseball decided to ramp up to 11 this year because they couldn't wait until the end of the season to address this.
1: Yeah. um, We we're both like exhausted of this right? Like this is, like you said, it's just dumb. And when you say this is what MLB planned, I don't think they planned this. Like uh, they definitely didn't plan the reaction. They definitely didn't plan. Sergio Romo and Max Scherzer stripping them. <laughs> no, no, no. and But yeah. they didn't plan this
0: until batting averages went to 1968 levels. And then they're like, well, we can't have that for a whole year. Right. So yeah, it's like, just, yeah, we'll mm. just, we'll just have all hell break loose rather than, you know, treat this, this upcoming off season or, you know, addressing it this last off season or just something.
1: no, no, you just got to take the mound off the field and sell the rights to that area to Rob Friedman. Um, just call it the flat ground, the uh, flat ground circle. Uh, but no, uh, it's, it was, it was weird and it, it was strange. And, and the, from a local standpoint, the really, the only interesting thing that I got out of it was uh, in talking to JT Brubaker, he, he talked a lot about guys needing to go cold Turkey in the middle of the season and, and that how he wished that guys had gotten more warning, which leads me to believe he at least knows somebody that was at least using sunscreen and rosin. You know, and yeah. I was in a conversation I had with him on, on the field. And, you know, it, it's, it was very, very evident. And it was, and it was uh, not, not just evident, but prevalent. Um, and uh, the, the one thing I have left to wonder is, you know, the closest thing we've got to advocating for it to be legal is Pete Alonso saying, I don't care, <laughs> you know? It, it, so if it's, if it's been a secret and, and you have to hide it, you know, it's wrong. So uh, yeah, it, it had to happen at some point, especially as people keep talking about it. But this, uh, what, what we saw on Tuesday night was a little ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah. was very ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Joe Girardi should be suspended for, for what he did. That was very yeah. clearly just trying yeah. to poke the bear. And of all pitchers Scherzer, like Scherzer has been the guy throughout his entire career who's like three feet away from like that, that mental breakdown and just snapping <laughs> on the mound and killing a man. It's like that's right. the bear you oh, want to poke. That's
1: probably why. That's probably why. You know what I mean? He, he probably knew he was uh, – I mean, he already – he. He doesn't look like one, but he has the demeanor of an unhinged lunatic. So you might as well see if you could, you know, get him to unravel. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think the, 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 to do it a third and fourth time is, 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 uh, is Bush. And I think that there should be, you know, an umpire should have the right to say, no, we checked them last inning. For, we didn't see anything. I don't know what you think you saw. Uh, and, and, you know, it should be a judgment call from the umpire to actually uh. You know, uh, adhere to the request to do the check um, there's I, I think we're going to see a new memo is what it's been coming out as we're going to see a new memo every week uh, at, with new punishments on stuff like if you take your belt off and throw it at an umpire if you pull your pants down on the field if you uh, you know swear near a, a camera because you get checked like stuff like that is going to be uh, some, some punishments for that, which they didn't put in the first time because I'm, I'm sure they didn't anticipate, you know, these sort of tantrums. And the
0: stupidest
1: part of this, and this is, the, this is
0: truly the stupidest part, Gerard, why is Major League Baseball going through all these troubles? To make sure that pitchers aren't using a foreign substance, correct? Right. So they check the relief pitchers after they leave the game. All right. If, if he was like, oh, well, I guess, I guess he used the whole substitute foreign substance on that. He was using spider tech. Uh, that doesn't change what you just did. It's not a, it's not a preventative measure. It is solely for punishment. So if we're going to go with that approach, why aren't we just periodically throwing a baseball out of play? And just being like, check if there's anything sticky on that. And we don't have to go through these stripping acts or looking through the hat or the gloves. Or hell, if you will, really want to just go as simple as possible, show me your two fingers as you leave the mount. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's-
1: No, I, it's, it's funny because we, we had talked about, like, like think about Garrett Crochet, to in that, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best relievers in baseball, like, like incredible story last year, no college season ends up pitching in the playoffs after getting drafted like months after getting drafted with no real full college season, and comes to Pittsburgh with a one nine ERA, and just get oh it might have ballooned to one nine, but and he just gets lit up by by the likes of Greg Polanco and and Phil <laughs> Evans. Uh, imagine giving up four runs to the Pirates, one of the best relievers in baseball, and as you're walking off the field, an umpire is going to ask if you cheated.
0: I didn't you know, cheat I
1: well enough. If I did, <laughs> and and I know you know the reaction to that's going to be well, pros probably maybe he was cheap before, and that's why he had the, the great ERA. But no, he's just it's it's a it's an odd thing, and it and it really it didn't go well, and that's no. why we're still talking about it because it just it just devolved, um, and honestly, it's. It, it, it's a way to feel bad for umpires. I mean, how much? Eventually, you're gonna feel sympathy for these guys that are just doing what they're told at this point, really. But and you got, you know, they're getting belts and gloves and hats thrown at them out of spite because uh, players are mad at Rob Miff, You know, <laughs> it's it's a wild situation. Well,
0: you know what's gonna make the umpires feel a whole lot better is that a uh, cryptocurrency. No, that uh, cryptocurrency no, right. patch that they got to wear from now on. Which, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, if they... that doesn't sum up Major League Baseball the best way possible, Wander Franco comes up the same day that Max Scherzer has a major, you know, breakdown on the mound. And Major League Baseball's like, hey, guys, don't worry. We got a big announcement coming up. We're going Crypto. <laughs> We're going crypto, baby, at the same time where all cryptos are just absolutely hemorrhaging money. Dude, my dog is doing horrible at the moment.
1: Yeah. It, it's all bad. Major League I, Baseball I, picked
0: I, the perfect time to shoot for the
1: moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know next to nothing about cryptocurrency. I don't um, know it either. Is, I don't yeah. know it
0: either. It's and, just like, you know, hey, it's Dogecoin. Yeah, I'll buy some of that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the good thing about knowing nothing about crypto is I I know as much about crypto as I've sunk money into crypto. So it's yeah. I I feel I feel good knowing that I didn't spend money on something I I I just completely do not understand. Um but no, yeah, that was uh that was strange. That was <laughs> that little tweet and completely all that. <laughs> completely
0: out of left field. We were minding our own damn business and Major League Baseball comes in slams down this <laughs> This binder's like. By the way, we're calling
1: crypto yeah. baby. Right at the start of the week, if you were to give me, you know, options, uh, if you were to say list the four things that MLB is gonna, it's it, it's gonna be in the news at, in baseball this week, I probably would have guessed Juan De Franco and the and the the sticky stuff. I would not have guessed cryptocurrency and Elton John playing such a significant role in in <laughs> in MLB this week. But uh, no, I. I like Elton John, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, I think I'm gonna no, have to request
0: a... off September sixteenth,
1: two thousand twenty-two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put in the time in now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, and and the other thing, and and this is something you and I uh, talked with our 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 fantastic football writer Chris Carter about. Um, it is amazing how every Issue in baseball can be a catastrophe, can be the thing that's going to ruin the game, can be the thing that's like, well, the sport is in shambles, which it's tough to argue that it's not if you were to see the scenes of of Tuesday night. But football, a sport where guys can die playing the sport, a sport where former players are shooting themselves just to say, hey, look at how much this sport ruined my body, uh, just prints money just you know concussions man eh, who cares sticky stuff on baseball no absolutely not an affront to our our country and our America's pastime <laughs> so it's you know it, it's it's summer <laughs> there's no other sports going on there's nothing uh, there's nothing else to really get into you know I, I guess we really need training camp to start huh? with, with, with the football we got the NBA and and the Stanley Cup wrapping up but uh, no yeah it's it's sticky stuff season
0: wow this is the darkest episode of the podcast to be named later so far. gerard before you before we get right out of town any last words
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean i, I it doesn't mean don't play football i i've had a i've had my bell rung a couple times playing that sport it's just a matter of uh perception here
0: all right, that, that counts as, you know, DK Pittsburgh Sports Cares. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, there's a lot of good stuff here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. For now, for Gerard, I'm Alex. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again next week.